This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Hello and welcome to Collaboration Dynamics. With me today, I have Russell Brunson. Hello, Russell. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, I'd love to. Thanks so much for having me here. Um, my name is Russell Brunson. I live in Boise, Idaho, and um, we spent the last uh, 12 years building building up multiple different companies, and and uh, that's kind of that's kind of what we do. And when it comes to collaboration, what kind of collaborations do you get involved in? Yeah, I've been trying, thinking about this, trying to figure out the the best way to you know kind of share what we do, and you know we've obviously tried a lot of a lot of different things, some some really successfully, and some that, that were uh, that were horrible horrible flops. Um, you know, with our with our team, we've got um, we've got about eight of us that work in an office here in Boise, and then we've got um, about fifteen or so that work all around uh, around the globe, different different places, and so we've had to find different tools to be able to to do that because obviously it's not always just everyone in one spot or you know things like that, and so um, and so kind of, kind of a couple of the things we do. Um, one of them is there's a there's an app that I that I use. I know that you're familiar with it. It's called uh, it's called Voxer, and um, and uh, I have a, a short commute to my, my office every single day, and I have er- everyone on our all of our teams on this Voxer app. And uh, and so what I'll do is like a couple times a week I send out like broadcasts like hey everyone this is this is the direction this is happening I try to get like just to steer momentum and focus and uh, and I shoot those, those voxers out to kind of make sure everyone's on the same page and we're all moving the same same direction and then when we get in the office um, we have we have a couple different teams um, we have a, a support team that that does all of our uh, customer customer support and things like that. Um, and they're 100% virtual. They're all around the the world. And so um, we use uh, for for those guys to collaborate. We use a, a tool called FlowDoc, um, and it's a it's a tool that they all get together and they have like a it's almost like a water cooler <laughs> chat mm-hmm. thing. And everyone's in there and they're they're all chatting and they're hanging out and they're and they're sharing things and they're in there. But then within the within that software, you can uh, you can break off with someone individually and have like private conversations with them or with a group of people. And so it's kind of interesting, like, um, you'll see in there as, as, as I open up the, the, the app on my computer, I'll see all these things happening, people talking and they're sharing and, and just, you know, they may have a random question they can't answer for the first customer they post in there and other people come and they help. And, and so it's kind of, it's interesting. It's, it's like, I, I feel like it's like the office equivalent of like water cooler talk, right? Mm-hmm. But then as soon as someone like identifies like, this is an issue I can help you with and it, it breaks off into a separate, into a separate like little chat room and then they, they figure out together and they, they solve the issue and then it kind of, it kind of breaks off from there. Um, and, uh, for them, it's been really, it's been really effective and efficient. Um, uh, cause it gives, it gives people that, that ability to feel like they're, they're part of a, a culture where they're close together, even though they're, they're not, none, none of you guys have ever, ever even met each other in person, mm-hmm. but they, they have that feeling as if they're in an office and they have a chance to, to share that. And then, uh, for us here inside the office, um, you know, I'm not a big, uh, um, a big proponent of like meetings and things like that. They, they just seem like they waste a lot of time for me. And so we started doing these things a while ago and we're not really consistent with them, but we try to do them, uh, often enough. We'll do quick, like, 
um, meetings in the mornings where everyone gets together and uh, we we stand up and, and the meetings are like five minutes long. That's it. Where everyone says basically like, hey, this is my number one project or my number one priority that I'm working on today. And here's the one uh, the one tool or the one thing that's keeping me from from getting my goals that I need that I need someone's help from. And it gives everyone the ability to kind of see where everyone's at, what they're focusing on, and then what their sticking points are and how they can they can each help. And so we do those meetings a couple times um, uh, throughout the throughout the week. They kind of give us a really quick grasp of here's where we're at, here's where you know here's where Russell's focus is where we he wants us all going, and here's my individual things like my priorities. And it's just been uh, it's been really efficient for us to, to get people moving forward uh, quickly in the in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So for you, when all that's happening and you are collaborating and working at your best, mm-hmm. that's like. What? Um, it's a good question for for me when it when it's working. Like, I don't know how like the best way to explain. I feel like um, like uh, my wife and I went to uh, to uh, like a musical play a while ago, and there's a conductor standing up front, and he's conducting the music, and he's waving his arms, and everyone's doing their pieces. Right, you got the uh, the brass doing what they're doing, you got percussion, you got all all the people doing their pieces, and he's standing up there orchestrating it, and that's what I feel like when I'm because for me like. I look at like what my role is in, in in the company. Like you know, I'm obviously the owner, but but more so, I'm kind of like the 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 glue that's like gluing all these pieces together. And mm-hmm. I feel like I I feel like I'm I'm like leading music and and I'm getting people to do the, each of their pieces and everything's coming together. And for me, that's kind of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but that's what it feels like. Uh, that's what it feels like to me. Like I, like I'm in my office. I'm behind this computer, and everyone's kind of out. Like I can see everyone from where I'm at, and so I feel like I feel like like orchestrating uh, a, a musical and, and watching his pieces come back together, and, and when all is when all is done, we have this beautiful piece that we create, and uh, that's what it feels like for me. Mm. And when you're orchestrating like that, and you can see the pieces come together, is there anything else about how those pieces come together? Um, as far as specifics, like how it happens no, or how we feel, how, how how you feel and how it appears to you. Yeah, for me, it's it's funny because whenever you start a project, there's so much stuff at first. You know, it's like it's kind of hard to see the the finish line sometimes. And so, um, and so for me, like I think the the one thing I'm really good at is, is I I can see all the pieces and how they fit together. And a lot of times, everyone else doesn't like they understand their piece of it, but they don't understand how it all fits together. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, it's kind of like just trust me. Like, I need these these four or five things. Like just do those, and they're like okay, and they they do it there, and they're doing theirs, and and. And suddenly comes a point where like I've got all the pieces, you know, like a puzzle. Like I've got all the pieces now. Now it's like, okay, guys, now everyone's done their pieces. Now let me show you how it's all kind of comes together now. And that's when we get together. And say, okay, so this piece goes here and this goes here, and everyone suddenly is like, oh wow, that's how all the all these things we've been working on and, and kind of doing how they all fit together into one one whole. And it, it's just exciting when you see that. I don't know about you, but for me, it's like the creation of it, like. Like you've created this thing and, and all the pieces are working together. Now it's it just it's there and it works and it's exciting. Now, I, I'm very curious about what you just said, because from what little I know of you, I know that's a, a recurring pattern that I've seen you do several times, that um, you're inviting um, several people to do their pieces and then you can show them how the pieces fit together. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's kind of like... Go on. I was say there's this this uh this movie from like the '80s that that was really big called Karate Kid. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but the the Karate Kid he's this kid that wants to learn karate and he he goes to uh, this teacher and the teacher's 
you know, so I'll teach you karate. He comes, he's like, come over here and uh, I'm going to, you know, start waxing these cars. And he has this kid wax cars for like three days. And he's like, now come over here and paint this fence. And he's painting these fences. And he's, finally, the, the, the guy, after spending two or three weeks, he's like, I want to learn karate. I don't want to do these chores for you. And uh, what he didn't know is that the master was teaching him like the, the movements, like waxing a car, a certain movement is how you block a punch. And the way you, you, you paint the fences and the way you do another movement. And so then he, the teacher comes over and starts throwing punches at him. And the guy instinctively is able to block everything. And he's like, this is like, this is why I had you do that. Not because I just want you to do work for me. So I'm teaching you the movements and trying to get them into your brain. And that's how I feel sometimes. It's like, just trust me. There's, there's a reason behind all this. We just got to do it. And then when we get to the end, it's like, oh, cool. That's how, that's why and how it all works. Mm -hmm. So when you're orchestrating and it's like you're the conductor, um, how do you know what the, the different parts should do? Um, I think for me, it's just because I've, I've done so many times, like when I, when I first started the business, I didn't, you know, I didn't have money to hire people. So first, at first it was me, I had to do all the pieces. And so because of that, in fact, I always tell any entrepreneur, like, like when you first start something, it's good for you to do everything. So you know, all the pieces, like, like what's, you know, what are all the things and what do you, what, you know, what's there. And because I, for the first two or three years, I had to do everything. Like I was doing every single piece. Like I got a really clear picture of to get something done. These are all the pieces. And as I started building a team and bringing people in, I knew when I was doing it strategically, it was like, here's a piece of the puzzle that, you know, maybe I'm not that good at. I know how to do it, but I'm not that good at it. Let me find someone with a skill set who can really do amazing at that and then give that piece to them. And then the same the next person, you know, the next person we bring in. So eventually we have a team where uh, everyone is really good at that that aspect of it. And for me, it's it's they've replaced a, a part of me. And so so I still know like what what all the pieces are and the order they need to go in. Uh, but each of them are kind of in, in charge of running one one of those pieces and, and really becoming a master at it. And um, and for me, that's how we've been able to to scale and grow quickly is because individually, each of these guys are way better than me at 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 each of the pieces. But as a whole, um, you know, it's just amazing how much you can accomplish when you have it that way. Mm -hmm. And so each of them has replaced a part of you. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know what they should be doing when you're exactly. orchestrating like that. Yeah, it's been interesting as I've consulted other businesses and you go in and and um, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of times, again, the, the owner, same thing, the owner knew at one time, but then they've grown so far they forget about it. And one of my things I do is I have people go back and like, you should probably do this part just so you understand like what all the pieces are. Because at one time you knew or maybe, you know, you, you lucked out and didn't have, you know, you, f you found a rock star initially who was able to do that. But but then later on that person disappeared or you know, whatever the circumstances are, like it's always good for for whoever's in charge to know to you don't have to, they don't have to be an expert in all the pieces, but to know them uh, well enough that they 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 can then orchestrate it and help you know move the move the process forward. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious about the process of replacing a part of you. <laughs> As a metaphor, that sounds a bit uncomfortable, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. What happens it's... when you're replacing a part of you? <laughs> it's funny too because especially like as an entrepreneur, like it's really hard because. You take so much pride, and it's like scary to like hand over a piece of you to someone else. Um, the first time I really learned about that and, and started trying to do it, um, I read a book called *The E Myth* by Michael Gerber. Mm -hmm. He was talking about systems and how um, you know, he talked about like McDonald's, for example, and how McDonald's doesn't have the best hamburgers in the world, but they got the best systems, and that's why people spend a million dollars on a you know a couple million dollars on a McDonald's franchise, not because they've got better tasting hamburgers but because they've got these systems where you can plug in any, any kid off the street and the thing just works. And, and I read that. I remember thinking about that in my business. Like, what are the things I can systemize? And I started looking at all these pieces that I had. 
And at first I was like, which of these things do I really hate? And I was like, okay, I don't like, you know, for example, for me, it was customer support was the first thing. This is really stressful for me. And so um, I had to like figure out like, how do we systemize this? And, you know, what are the commonly asked questions? And try to turn it into a system where I could plug somebody else in and replace me on that one aspect. And, and that was the first person I hired was someone to do uh, support for me. And so I, I had to go and kind of create, you know, as, as much as I had at the time, like here's the frequently asked questions, here's, you know, and train them. And then and at first, it feels like you're stepping back because you have to slow down and you have to get this person caught up and get them trained and everything. But then after they're working, then then you can you know double your speed going forward. And then it's like I kind of look at the next thing. What's the next thing I, that I have? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm really struggling with uh, with this piece of it or this piece of it. And then I go and um, you know create kind of a system around that um, that kind of goes through what the process is, and then bring someone in and say, okay, this is the system as it is. Your job now is to make it better and to you know, and add other things that you see and, and really take ownership of it. And just systematically over, you know, 10 years of, of doing this, I've replaced most of what I can do. Sometimes my team teases me. They're like, man, you can't do anything anymore, Russell. I'm like, that's, that's how it should be. <laughs> and hmm, well, I was going to ask you something different, but just check in on that thing. So when they tease you and you're being the conductor and you're orchestrating and uh, they tease you and say that you can't do anything anymore, then what happens to the orchestrating? Then what happens to the conductor? Uh, for me, that's like that's my goal, and so for me, it's 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 awesome because now I know like now I know I can trust them with this piece of it, right? Like like the the conductor in a in a thing, you know, he knows that like let's say it's the tubas, like as soon as he can trust them to like hit the their things, like it's it's awesome. Like he just has to like point to them every once in a while and make sure it's happening. But for the most part, like they can they can run with it, and that that's the key for me. Like I you know and. As you see from my organization, like I've, I've got an amazing people who are all better than me at what they do, and and I can trust them, and and it, it's it's awesome. That's that's been my goal forever, and, and we're there, and it's just so great to have, you know, have those people in place that they can run things, and so you don't have to, you can sleep at night knowing that <laughs> that it's all working, you know. The tubers are just going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And just to check in with how you got to that place, I think I heard you say that you started with the things you hated. <laughs> exactly yeah in fact uh, i read a really cool book called rework and um in the book he talked about hiring and he said you know a lot of people just go hire because they've got cash or you know whatever the reason and he, he says like you don't hire until there's pain like as soon as there's pain that's when you bring someone in and that's when you start hiring people so for me that's how it kind of was like every time i had pain i'm like you know like in the morning if i wake up and i don't want to get out of bed like what's causing that pain we got to find someone we got to build a system and find someone to run that so that i don't feel that anymore because if I don't want to get out of bed, then, you know, nothing good's going to happen. And so now you've got all that pretty well organized. I mean, we were saying just before the recording, you've got so much stuff going on. It's like astonishing amounts of stuff. Um, (laughs) And you've got that pretty well organized. Then what happens to the conductor? If you, as you're orchestrating now, what kind of conductor is that conductor? Um, that's a good question. You know, obviously the the long term goal is to to be able to replace the conductor as well and be able to have him step out and have someone else do do one hundred percent of it. Um, you know, for me, the the problem I have is that I have so much fun with this that I don't I don't want to step out of it. You know, I get so many of my needs met from from the process. Um, and so for, for me, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to be, to be involved, but you know, long-term that's, I think that's the goal eventually is to, is to be able to step out completely. 
and even replace that that last piece of it. So that way, if you if you do want to retire, or disappear, or go on a, a year long vacation or whatever that that thing is, that even even that last piece can can be ran by by people. And so I'm sure someday I'll get to that point. Um, where I, you know I'm looking for my for my entire replacement, but um, but that usually at least for me won't happen until I, I stop having so much fun and stop loving it, you know. Mm-hmm. So when that's the ultimate goal, that's not a goal for now. That's a goal for some point in the future. Yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes you know, and a lot of people I I know that that the way that point that's when they sell the company. That's when they step out. Uh, and other people they like they want you know if it's, if it's a cash cow and he's making money they just want to replace themselves and completely step out and uh, and just plug somebody else in and so there's you know a couple of different options when you get to that to that point that uh, just kind of depends on what makes the most sense for you. Mm-hmm. Now just to sort of check in with the sort of scale of this thing, when you're orchestrating and when you're being that kind of conductor, we've talked about the immediate members of your team. Um, the people who are in your office with you, and also the people who are connected over over the internet, o- over the uh, the Voxer and, and the uh, I've forgotten the name of the thing, the Flowdoc, the Flo-Doc. water cooler system. Uh-huh. When you're orchestrating like that, where whereabouts are your clients, your coaching clients, your consulting clients, and the customers? of your various enterprises. Are they part of that orchestra? Yeah, definitely. Um, in fact, everything we do, um, you know, we're, we're very big here on like, on uh, like I, I don't feel like we sell a product or service in any of our businesses, yet we do. Like um, we're very big on like, what's the result we're trying to get for people? Like that's that's more so like our mission. And, and for us, that's something that everyone's got instilled from the top of the company down to the bottom. It's like, we're our goal is to get results for people. Like what does that look like? How, how are we doing that? Um, and so, um, you know, our, our clients are everywhere. We've got clients in pretty much every country that <laughs> on, on planet earth, um, you know, buying our products or our software, our supplements or, you know, our coaching or, or things like that. And so, um, and so, yeah, a big piece is like, then how do you collaborate at that level? And that's something that's, you know, for us, we're still learning and evolving with it. Um, you know, uh, recently we started adding like Facebook groups into into what we're doing to collaborate with customers as they come in, which has been really really neat. And it's cool because um, we've been able to bring in customers uh, from around the world and let them um, like we, for example, for ClickFunnels at one of our software companies, um, we uh, we we launched this a basic Facebook group and it was like uh, we we called it a peer to peer support group because basically we, we you know we we do all of our customer support but every once in a while it's like these are the same questions people are asking not really support questions are more just like you know just things that they they want opinions on things like that so we we launched this peer to peer support group and invite everyone in. And uh, it's turned into this like thriving community where everyone's helping each other and they're critiquing each other's stuff and they're coaching each other. And it's just like the neatest thing. We do the same thing with our coaching company and we've got, you know, a couple hundred people in a, in a Facebook group and they're all coaching each other and, you know, and motivating each other and doing calls with each other. And it's just, it's, uh, it's been a, a cool extension kind of what we tried to, to do here. And it's not perfect yet. Uh, we're still working on it and trying to evolve it. Um, but it, uh, but, uh, but you know, it's definitely kind of in the the forefront of our mindset is how do we how do we make that process better and uh, and uh, help kind of you know facilitate um, those relationships among our customers. And I'm very curious about how how much of that you have in your fitting the pieces together kind of system. Are they part of are the people people on the at, at the are the customers 
um, part of your orchestra or are they external to that? Hmm. Um, I've never thought about that way before. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the right way to answer that. You know, I, I think, I think, hmm, that, that, that's a good question. I'm not even sure. And almost in my mind, it's like they're the customers of the music, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the orchestra is doing all this stuff and they're doing stuff, workshop, and then the, the, the fruits of it are, are the customers. And either we're going to make really pretty music that everyone likes or it's going to be really nasty music, right? <laughs> um, and so that's the goal is to, is that the better that we get internally, um, the better the better results we get for our customers, the better music that, that we can create, I guess. Mm. So the customers, the music, and the better the music get, you can create. Yeah, that's kind of cool way to think about it. Mm. So we're running out of time, so we better bring this to a close. Thank you very much indeed for all of that. Um, if people want to find out more about you, your businesses, and what you do, how, where should they look for you? Yeah, um, probably the best place to look is uh, is our main website. It's it's just dot com secrets dot com, and it's spelled out d o t c o m secrets dot com. And if people go there, they can get a uh, free copy of my new book um, that teaches people how we grow and scale companies online, which is kind of fun. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Been a, been absolutely fascinating as these interviews often are. So thanks very much. Thanks, Judy. I appreciate you. I couldn't help but be fascinated by that interview. Um, in particular, finding out how Russell did his delegating and uh, the fact that he um, delegated first the things that he hated. After all, if he's giving away a part of him, that's going to be a big deal. So give away the bits you hate first. What an interesting way of going about it. And then he doesn't want to give away the bit he loves, the orchestration, the making the beautiful music and um, pinpointing whereabouts the customers were in his vision of his organisation. I think, um, well, I know because he told me after the interview, was really interesting and useful to him because he hadn't thought about it in that kind of depth before. And that gave him some insights And that's one of the great things about this process of exploring your own metaphor for how you do great collaboration. Yes, we can all talk about the software and the systems and get into that kind of thing. But when you think about how you are when you are collaborating at your best, then you start to get to the to the nitty gritty. You get the real deal. And that's what I think we got from Russell. So thanks very much to Russell for being willing to go there in public on a podcast. In next week's podcast, I'll be checking back in with someone I last interviewed about her metaphors years ago and finding out how they've changed as her work has changed and the way she collaborates has changed.